This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a moonlit night in old Mexico. I walked alone between some old adobe haciendas when suddenly I heard the plaintive cry of a young Mexican girl. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. This is where your ice cream comes from. The creamy poop of a mystic unicorn. Totally clean, totally cool, and soft served straight from a sphincter. Mmm, they're good at pooping. What is up people's butts? Everybody knows what you're talking about. And now. But we're probably due for some good news. Good evening. I come to you tonight with some good news. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's not a sentence I will be saying to you right now. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Friday morning, the 14th of January. Yeah, it is. It's happening. My, uh... Eyes are bleary from all the football this weekend. It was too much. <laughs> did you watch a Clockwork Orange style? It was. I did. I propped them open. Yeah. Just laid on the couch and didn't move. There's two games a day. That's a. It was a lot though. Okay. I mean, right. I mean, it's like seven hours a day. Sure. Yeah. It's a lot. And I didn't even see uh, the Kansas City Indianapolis game except for a tiny little bit of it, which is. So which, three games, not four. Three, yes. But okay. it, still, it seemed like a lot. Because <laughs> I'm a very busy man. I'm sure. I wanted to see the, the snow game. Though. Oh, that mm-hmm. was so miserable. Was it amazing? Uh, I don't think I'd call it amazing. Yeah, same. The only real but, amazing game is that last one. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I don't know why they do this, but poor Al Ma- Michaels, man. He was just. Play by play, he was doing that out. They put them out in the cold for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that is? Just so, I thought they had a bo- they had a booth at all the stadiums, a broadcast of. booth behind glass. Uh, no, they put them outside. Yeah, not oh. when they can prank them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Al Michaels had like a heavy jacket. Chris oh, Collinsworth yeah. was yeah. They make them sit outside. It may not be in the full elements, but man, they are not warm and they're, they're not mis- protected. Miserable. Yeah, I did see a player though leaving. Uh, and he was just in a tank top and his football pants, <laughs> just walking out with a snow hitting him. And I was like, "That's why I'm not an alpha male." <laughs> yep. When you when you you see that all the time in cold weather cities, you'll see like Green Bay will do that. The yeah. players will be out there with their sleeves rolled all the way up, you know, and when it's minus eight or something like that. I did hear uh, our good friend Matt Money Smith, <clears throat> voice of the Chargers, talking about how his feet were numb. He couldn't stand. I did hear that. I don't know if he was joking or not, <laughs> but apparently he uh, had a had had some exposure as well during the game. That was. That looks so miserable. <clears throat> it really does. And you got to give it up for, and it was super cold at the Patriots game, right? So you got to give it up for those fans who show up and are there 
all afternoon. Yeah, that is amazing. Well, it, they're drunk, so. Sure, that helps. Oh, that does. That, that helps. Help. Well, anyway, we'll get into some more of the, uh, well, first of all, congratulations, Rams. Yes. And Chargers have nothing to be embarrassed about. That was a very, very good season, and there's a lot to build on for next year. But I do want to start with uh, this story that is uh, football adjacent. But this could have also been a great news story. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to give away the twist so that you can better enjoy the audio. But this is a player for the Kansas City Chiefs who gets stuck in the snow on his way to the game on Saturday against the Colts. His car is off on the side of the road, stuck in the snow. Guy stops by, digs him out. Uh, Homeless guy, by the way, stops by, digs him out, has no idea he's a Chiefs player, and wonderful things happen after that. And I'm very, it's a lovely story, and I'm very excited to say that we're going to 41 Action News for the details. <laughs> this story is about helping others in need just because it's the right thing to do. And you'll soon find out you never know who you may be helping. It said Texas plates. That's why I said he wasn't used to this weather. Now, he ain't used to this coldness. Like many of us Saturday, the snow and ice was a challenge. Well, I was driving down 40 Highway and I seen a couple cars stuck and uh, I pulled one guy up out of there right before that and I seen this other car just stuck on the side of the road. So I told him all day, I was like, like we got to help him. So this is Dave, this man who lives in his uh, lives in his car, who sees a Kansas City Chief on the side of the road again. No idea who it is. As thousands headed to Arrowhead Stadium, one Chiefs player needed some help before kickoff. After I get done helping me, he told me he's a Chiefs player. I didn't look at him as no Chiefs player. I just looked at him as a normal person. You know, saying and would hope that he would do the same for me as if I did for him. You've already met Dave. He's dealt with a lot lately, mainly because I am home. Yeah, that's my home. It's my home. It's my truck. But still, he stopped to help someone he didn't know. It turned out to be a Chiefs player, Jeff Allen. Allen went to Twitter to find the Good Samaritan who helped pull his car out of the snow. By the way, this is one of the things that's, uh, that's uh, remarkable about America, is that for how, how sweet this story is about this altruistic man who just helped because it was the right thing to do. So then Jared Allen goes on Twitter to try to track this guy down because he wants to reward him. And a million people... Go on Twitter claiming to be this guy. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> why why do you why can't we have nice things? I did it. I did it. Come on. I did it. Was, it. Oh, come I'm, on. Da- I'm homeless. I'm homeless. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dave. I'm more homeless than he is. I don't even have a car. Seriously, can you imagine the kind of garbage person who goes on to take credit for the active kindness of a homeless man? Yeah. So he could get some attention from an athlete. It, it just uh, like I said, we can't have nice things. That's right. a natural habit for me is to help people. You know, and I, wouldn't do, I don't expect nothing in return. Now his random act of kindness will send a guy from Kansas City that has never been to a Chiefs game to the AFC Championship game on Sunday. Oh. It's like a dream come true. You know what I'm I seen the message this morning, man, and I ain't going to fake with y'all, man. Call me soft if you want to, homeboys, but I started balling. I started balling for real. I did. And just know that he is a man of his word, and he actually reached out to contact me. Dave says he's excited to meet Jeff Allen and maybe some other Chiefs players, and of course, hopefully, the Chiefs will win the AFC Conference. Now, um, you'll be happy to know also that as a result of the story being broadcast on Action News, Lots of listeners said, hey, we want to help Dave out. And the station is just being flooded with donations to, to improve Dave's life just because he's cool. such, such a good dude. So I just thought that was a sweet story, football adjacent. But really, uh, it's, ni- it's nice to see something like that. On Great. a side note, completely unrelated, cocaine mm. is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel that he was hyped up? Yes. I mean, I don't think he was chill. <laughs> he was talking super fast. But I think he's been on the street for a long time. Uh, that's I mean, possible. I'm just saying, I said unrelated. I let me, let me help you out. Let me help you out. I'm going to pick the car up with my hands. 
<laughs> I'll carry it to Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's unrelated, but I'm That's just... That's a good point. Okay. point put, me, put me on the line. Put me on the line right now. I swear to God, I'll win the Super Bowl for you. All right, maybe maybe let's not give Dave cash then. Okay. Good. Uh, I think that's a good conclusion. I, I'm pretty good with lines. Put me on the line. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? There's nothing good that I'm feeling from this conversation. We are going to talk to Matt Money Smith mm-hmm. about the Chargers. He, of course, does play-by-play for them now. And uh, their season is over. But like Bean mm-hmm. said, it was an amazing season. Yeah. Having said that, when you're in the middle of that and you're having an amazing season, that's the last thing you want to hear. Yeah. You know what? You guys had a great season. Yeah. It doesn't feel that, that way. No. If you're, if you're a player no. or part of the organization. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're disappointed to get so close. I mean, you know, you take care of business yesterday and one more time, you're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Agreed. No one remembers fourth place. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. No one remembers for the most part, I think, I would say, the teams that lose in the Super Bowl. I agree. Yeah. I had to struggle the other day to remember who the Eagles beat. Yeah, but you exhausted yourself watching three games this weekend. Well, yeah, I don't, That's I don't, true. I don't expect you to remember anything. <laughs> it's amazing that I am even here today. Right? True. Uh, we don't understand WWE as much as Jensen, and he wants to explain it to us. Yeah. I'm not positive that's going to work well, but... No, we'll no, do our best. It's we'll, a very you're a lifelong thing. fan, right, Jensen? Lifelong fan. It's very mm-hmm. easy for you guys to get behind it. I'm here to highlight uh, tonight. There's going to be some TV wrestling. Right. I'm here to highlight one of the matches. But isn't there, to quote a great American, too much TV? Uh, yes, this is event television, which is different. It's like oh, a, I see. It's totally it's a different. separate category. This is sports. This is, yeah, event. All right. Uh, people are dumb on the program today. I don't know if you've seen this TV show, Tidying Up. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I watched another one last night. So good. It brings me much joy. Does it? Yes. Brings it brings me joy, too. Too much joy, some would say, B. <laughs> uh, great news on the show today. And we're going to talk to a listener named Eric Goldman, who found a VHS tape. Kids, when we were young. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-DVR. <laughs> this guy had video of us on E! Entertainment Television. Uh-huh. And um, it's not good. It's, cr- the ja- it's just, great. The are you kidding alone. me? Yeah. It's the jackets alone yeah. are worth the price of admission. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's astonishing it really that is. that was a thing and that we were a thing. <laughs> are you guys? Do you, I mean, I don't mean to spoil early here, but are you guys wearing uh, shoulder pads? shoulder pads? I think they're built into the jacket. But so, we'll, yeah. we'll discuss. Okay. We'll discuss. We'll tell you some behind the scenes e stuff mm-hmm. and get your comments on it in about an hour. But it was, I mean, it it was. Crazy yeah. to see that video yesterday. It really was. Yeah. I did. I just aired. I just aired a chef kiss into the air. It's a radio. It's not a good thing to do, but chef kiss. It was pretty sweet. So we'll uh, talk to him coming up as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie's out today, but Jensen's here. That means it's time for what's happening. Oh, hi, everyone. Uh, listen, I like when my favorite action movies cross over. I liked when Alien versus Predator happened. Okay. I like it when you see Freddy and Jason. Right. Well, it's a real-life crossover. The star of Guardians of the Galaxy is now getting married to the daughter of the Terminator. In real life. Chris Pratt announced on Instagram early today that he has proposed to Katherine Schwarzenegger, and she said yes. I don't know much uh, about her. Is she? What does she do? I think she's a Schwarzenegger. Okay, that's it. I think that's what she does. <laughs> uh, he said, "I'm thrilled to be marrying you." To all 22 million followers on Instagram, that included a, a picture of the couple embracing. He said, "Proud to live boldly in faith with you." Here we go. 
Because that dude's real Christian. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and so but not so Christian that he didn't divorce his last wife. Well, I mean, he well he did, but you're saying like it didn't hold him back, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know the ways of Jesus fully, but I assume he's living it. Uh, the couple started dating <laughs> last year. Uh, you know him from Jurassic World and other things that he's become buff to be in. And he was introduced to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter by one of her relatives. Is the story one of going her around? Relatives. Huh. Yeah. But you would think if it's Maria Shriver or Arnold Schwarzenegger would say it. Yeah, I would think so, too. Pratt had split with uh, his former wife, Anna Ferris, the actress, in 2017. After eight years of marriage, they have a young son together. His name is Jack. Uh, Jack. I wouldn't name my baby Jack. That's just so it's out there. Throw okay. it out, Jack. Because that Robin Williams movie. You think people will think about that immediately? Hell yeah, man. Okay. Uh, he's 39 years old. She's 29. And they're both very serious about their relationship and hopeful for the future. A source told people. And that source is most likely one of them. Hey, um, <laughs> I looked it up. And not only do I now know what Catherine Schwarzenegger does for a living, we had her as a guest on the <laughs> Kevin and Bean show, Kevin. Oh, I remember. It was great. <laughs> she was promoting her book, I Just Graduated, Now What? Hmm. Remember that? It was, it was like a survival guide for people who get out of college and they don't know what to do. And she had a bunch of ideas to kind of kickstart your career. It's one of my favorite books of... 2014. 2000 and what? 14. 2014, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And well. she, was, uh, she was very good. We enjoyed her very much and she seemed like a nice lady. I'll tell you one thing. She'll be back. <sighs> All right. No, uh, senor! No, senor! Correct. No, senor! <laughs> File, by the way, Chip, please. Oh, yeah. She's a, already working. Okay. She turned to write down his name and time just before he said it. Huh. All right. Here we go. Guys, filled in late here. Give me some That's slack. True. Game of Thrones. You guys big fans of that show? Not at all. Okay, me neither. How about you? Okay, this is an odd thing. Yeah. I watched the finale, the very last episode. That's it? That's all. <laughs> to review it for the show. Okay. And I liked it a lot, and I'm looking forward to it. Wow. Is that stupid? <laughs> That's uh, No, I, I mean, listen, it's, a, it's a <laughs> one of the world's biggest shows. Are you going to go back, though, Kevin, and catch up oh. on the seasons you missed? You're just going to pick it up after the one episode yeah. from last season that you yeah. watched. I'm quick that way. I don't need to go back. And <laughs> right, but but there's going to be very little impact for you yeah. to see what happened to those characters. Have you met me? On their journey. Okay. Pretty sharp. He's All just right. going <laughs> to guess. <laughs> Uh, listen, it's coming back. It's not fully over yet, but you're about to see the final season. And now we know when the suspense will end. For those looking forward to the final season of Game of Thrones, write down in your calendar right now, April 14th. That's it. Six episodes remain in the program, uh, and it's the eighth and final season, as I said. But some of the episodes we now know will run longer than an hour. All right. HBO decided to drop an on-air sort of uh, teaser with the date in it during the premiere of crime drama True Detective's new season. Which I haven't watched, but I am going to pick that up. I haven't either. That's I'm good. DVR that. Too much TV. Now that one will pick up. Okay. The Same. season premiere? Same. Yeah. Seven season finale did set a ratings record in 2017, which included Kevin and 16.5 million other viewers on HBO and same-day streaming. And if you do the math, that says that the final episode of Game of Thrones will air May 19th. So maybe something else right. to put in your calendar. So that was over a year and a half ago. Yes. Right? They've been waiting for like 16, 18 months. Yeah, those things take forever. Yeah. Uh, there was Have a you tried to work with dragons before, guys? It's not easy. No. I mean, technically, no. Just training alone. Right. right? Takes a lot of time. Months. Sure. 
Travis Scott, when it was announced that he may be performing at Super Bowl with Maroon 5. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> were not happy. Correct. What? What is? I mean, I would think that does nothing but add to his street cred. No, he does not have moves <laughs> like Jagger, Bean. Uh, and with all the controversy surrounding the NFL and Colin Kaepernick and how they treat players, a lot of hip-hop acts were not necessarily into the idea of performing. I can see that. Yeah. Jay-Z supposedly said no. There were a lot of uh, rumblings about other artists, Nicki Minaj. and They were actively reaching out to people who were being courted by the NFL and saying, please don't do it. Please say no. Yeah, Adam Levine was literally walking down the streets of Melrose going, I need a black person to perform with me at the Super Bowl. It was crazy. <laughs> Didn't think it would be that public. But now it has been confirmed that Travis Scott will be performing during the Super Bowl halftime with Maroon 5, and that's because he forced the NFL to give a $500,000 donation to the nonprofit organization Dream Corps, along with other initiatives that he will work with uh, the league on picking. Pretty okay. amazing. Sources are saying that Black Lives Matter and other nonprofits may be receiving the donations, but there is no uh, confirmation about that. But Travis Scott did put out a quote where he says, I back anyone who takes a stand for what they believe in. I know being an artist, that's in my power to inspire. So before confirming the Super Bowl halftime, I made sure to partner with the NFL on this important donation. I'm proud to support Dream Corps and the work they do that will hopefully inspire and promote change. How do you guys suppose... Look, I think Travis Scott is very talented. I like him. Yes. How do you suppose he will go over with a vast number of people watching the Super Bowl who've never heard of him before? Can well, you see him winning people over by doing sicko mode in the stadium? I think sicko mode is a huge record that I think transcends a bit last year. Like, I, I think people will hear it and go, oh, I like that song. It won't be about Travis as the star, but I think they'll be... Oh, number one, I think they'll be happy to have a break from Maroon 5. That's true. Anytime anyone else is singing, that's a that's a yeah. bonus. Don't Bring let, out anyone else. Yeah. William Hung can take the donation. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, and also, there's a rumor Big Boy's coming out. Yeah, yeah I, heard, uh, I heard that as well. From Outcast, yep. which will be great. And but, that's because the NFL, I think, got so much pressure to be in Atlanta and not have any Atlanta musicians on the bill. Yeah. It, I mean, also, it, looks like, it also looks like pretty much every time they think whoever it is... Maybe can't appeal to enough people. Yeah, they got to bring like someone they else. always bring one or two other people in to help. Yeah, right. well, they got their black so. people. <laughs> Congrats, guys! But I do like the idea that Travis Scott putting his money where his mouth is. That's telling, pretty cool. Telling people to make sure to give that donation. Uh, some birthdays: Carl Weathers, love that dude. Rapper Slick Rick, Dave Grohl, Jason Bateman, and rapper, actor, host LL Cool J. Make some noise. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't stand that noise. <laughs> I can't stand it when he does it, too, every time he's on TV. It's very disgusting. But that is what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It is time for People Are Dumb. Dumb. The uh, Bean uh, tweeted out a picture of this last week. The Washington Department of Transportation is sick and tired of people stealing the marker. And in the story, it says, with the num uh, notably known as the sex number. They wouldn't even put sixty nine in the article because it's a because it's a filthy combination of numerals, Kevin. So they would put it up, and then someone would steal it, and then they would put it up, and then somebody would steal it. So they finally changed it to sixty eight point nine, just so people would stop stealing the sign that said sixty nine. Nice. They also had to replace four twenty. They tried For the same reason, sure. Same reason, exactly. So they had to put four nineteen point nine. Unbelievable. So that people wouldn't steal. The uh, mile marker 420. 
But I, you know, I that is very funny, by the way. But I bet that any notable street, whether it's Elvis Presley Boulevard or Bourbon Street or uh, Santa Monica Boulevard or any street that's famous, I bet there's somebody out there who would love to steal that sign and hang it on their, you know, hang it on their home. Yeah, at, I, at I, I used to live near Stoner Avenue. Oh, sweet. And that one had a tough time. Sure. Uh, replacing the markers, they say, can cost up to $1,000 each. Check this out. The state of Washington has had to replace... The uh, has had to replace 608 signs since 2012. <laughs> oh my god! 608. That is that's crazy. I would have thought like a half a dozen right? people would would go to the go. Look, a lot of people might think of it, but how many people are actually going to get out and take a sign down and steal it? 608. I like that's to think a, it's all one person in their basement. <laughs> tons of signs. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, pot is legal there, so. A uh, homo, uh, homeowner in uh, Waterboro, sorry, Maine. What? Homeowner. <laughs> a homeowner in uh, Waterboro, Maine came home to find a stranger sitting in his house, eating his food, watching his television in his clothes oh after taking a shower in his bathroom. Oh my God. This guy did it all. Uh, this the is home- some single white female stuff. <laughs> yeah. The homeowner was uh, scared by this, but the burglar, who happened to be a 35 year old, uh, calmly lied. And said that, you know what, I'm really sorry. I thought this was my friend's house. What? I didn't realize it was yours. So would you mind driving me home? So the homeowner, right? The homeowner got in the car. The thief got in the car. And he drove him to his house. The homeowner, in essence, was his getaway plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is unbelievable. Uh, He then uh, called police, the homeowner did, and uh, ended up uh, putting together a huge entire scenario. The police said he ran out of gas. In Hollis, which is the name of the town, he uh, stole another vehicle, crashed it in the woods. Then they said that he walked to the caller's home, broke in through the rear door, had a bite to eat, showered, watched a little TV. <laughs> and uh, the homeowner had uh, driven to Tarbox to uh, take him to the residence. So the homeowner took him to some relative's house, and then he filed a police report realizing that everything had happened. Hey, and the, the breaking and entering guy had a full day, man. He yeah. really did. He Is really he? did. But uh, then they knew exactly where to pick him up because he had given the homeowner his exact address when sure. he asked him to yeah, take yeah, him Yeah, still in his ways. <laughs> right? Uh, Florida man, 20-year-old Florida man was arrested How after... dare you? <laughs> I mean, all stories come from Florida. How dare you? So what's up with Florida? Yes, but also people are dumb. Yes. Okay. Florida man tries to steal a police car with the officer in it. A 20-year-old officer was a uh, uh, 20-year-old man was arrested after police say he tried to steal a Fort Pierce police uh, police. I'm going to start that over because this is good. A 20-year-old man was arrested after police say he tried to steal a Fort Police Florida pol- uh, patrol car with an officer in the car. The guy was in the car writing a report and he heard the door handle jiggling and he turned around. Somebody was trying to get in the car that he was sitting in. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. This is a step beyond the guy trying to steal the bike from out in front of the police exactly. station last week. This is the police car. So this dude ran over behind another police car, and they just walked over, and they arrested him. They said, what are you doing, dude? And he said, the car was running, and I needed to get away, so sure. I just figured I'd take it. That's, That's so, fantastic. So Florida. He didn't see right exactly. I'm he, not suggesting you would ever steal another car, Kevin. But I didn't he, steal a car the well, first time. you did drive off in somebody That did car. happen, but I didn't steal it. I, mean, it I, be, I borrowed it. Wouldn't it be so fun for you 
to somehow end up with a police car for a day. Can you imagine how fun that would be? Drive as fast as you want, put the lights on, go through lights, I mean, I do park feel wherever like, you want. I do feel like I would enjoy that more than any of you. I, do, oh, yeah. I, think, I think that should be a life goal. No question. And finally, uh, for this episode, uh, Walmart banned a woman who rode around in an electric cart while drinking wine from a Pringles can. Hero. <laughs> This is about heroes, right? <laughs> From a Pringles can. This woman is an icon. Police in Texas received a strange call uh, on Friday that involved a woman drinking wine in the parking lot of Walmart. Employees um, at the store in Wichita Falls had to call officers to ban the woman after she'd been drinking wine from a Pringles bottle for several hours as she rode around on an electric cart. Wow. The incident re- Pringles can. The incident report began just after 9 a.m., Ooh. <laughs> it was 9 a.m. It's 5 p.m. somewhere, though. Right, sure. When officers received a call about the suspicious person in the parking lot, police said they were told the woman had been riding around in the parking lot since 6.30 a.m. and drinking the wine. When the officers arrived, they found the woman at a near- nearby restaurant, which I think is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you've been drinking all day, go to a restaurant and sober mm-hmm. up. Uh, notify- uh, and they had notified her that the woman that was banned from the Walmart was there. She was eating. They walked in and they arrested her. So, driving around in a parking lot of a Walmart, drinking wine out of a Pringles bottle. I think uh, Jensen already summed it up. Hero. Yeah. <laughs> He's made some questionable I mean, choices. How do we get her the medal? Does she have an address? <laughs> and this has been People Are Dumb. Dumb. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Look. <laughs> Look. 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 Here's my point. When you're young. Right. And you're new in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You just want a job. You just want to take a job. You just want to do what you can, see how far it'll go. Right. We did a lot of bad things. We're still doing a lot of bad things, but we did a lot of bad things in the early 90s. Some of it was casting couches, yes, but some of it was going on TV when we had no business being on TV. All right? We got a, uh, we got a tweet from our former friend, uh, Eric Goldman. <laughs> who is a, a longtime uh, listener to the Kevin and Bean Show. and Well, why don't we let him explain how this uh, monster was unleashed into the world. <laughs> hey, Eric, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Sure. <laughs> so what, uh, well, first of all, how did you end up spending your weekend going through your VHS tapes? What were you looking for? I, it's a slow, slow process. I'm trying to get rid of them. But, you know, there might be precious things on them. And obviously, I found a very precious thing on one of them. So I'm very slowly going through and trying to digitize stuff that I might want to save and then throw out all the stuff I don't need. So they're not just taking space in boxes in the back of the house. I got what, you. What he's doing is tidying up, you guys. Yes, right? He's looking yes. for things that spark joy. He That's found what's something. Well, this yep, certainly yeah. did. So you put the tape in, and you have no idea if it's going to be some some TV movie from the 80s or if it's going to be a sex tape with an old girlfriend. <laughs> But what pops up on the screen but Kevin and Bean? Tell me what the thought process was when you saw us behind the desk at E! Entertainment Television. It was really funny because it's literally the first thing on the video. (laughs) It's that fuzziness, and then it pops in, and there is Kevin and Bean uh, and these outfits that I just can't explain. I don't know if you guys can explain. Of course not. But it made quite an impression. Uh, I can try. Yeah, go ahead. They look like two cast members of Designing Women. <laughs> they're, wear- <laughs> they're wearing blazers that ha- are in ridiculous colors, almost uh, like a neon almost. And then uh, they have shoulder pads in. That's true. And shirts underneath. And they, bo- I mean, Kevin, you do look like Dave Coulier. <laughs> you do. <laughs> 
And by the way, some of the comments, we got hundreds and hundreds of comments. You can see the video at all the Kevin and Bean social media on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. But some of the most of the comments may have been from people too young to remember that shoulder pads were a thing in the late 80s and early 90s. It's not that we went in there and said, hey, guys, we really want to look like we're playing for the Rams. I mean, this is how suits were built back then. But it's also not like we got to pick. No. They dressed us. They said, hey, wear this, wear this. And we were like, all right. And E, it's hard to imagine now post-Kardashian, but E at the time was just a, a fledgling entertainment cable channel that had no money and they and they got their clothes from whoever they could get them from. They couldn't go to any of the big names and get wardrobes. So, so they went to Miami Vice and pulled these. <laughs> no, the Miami Vice stunt show. Essentially, they went to Miami Vice and they say, hey, what do you have for Crockett and Tubbs here doing the show? And this is what they gave us. So Kevin, yeah, Kevin's is, uh, is kind of a, a weak yellow. And mine is just an obnoxious bright purple. I mean, they're both obnoxious and horrible. They're terrible. And by the way, a lot of people suggesting, Eric, I don't know if you saw this, that uh, it, does Kevin have a little bit of a mullet happening? It, there, there certainly seems to be a little bit of a mullet rock in there. And, <laughs> but it's really been the, that purple. I mean, purple is my favorite color, but I could never, ever imagine trying to wear that coat. So I'm just trying to think of your mindset when they handed you that and said, here, go out with that. I'm going to say again that uh, Bean and I were both in the mindset of, oh, somebody wants to put us on TV. Okay, <laughs> tell us how to do that. Yeah, give me a little bit of history as to how you got to eat. I mean, they we had started uh, at K-Rock in 1990. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, someone there liked us or whatever. And they said, you know, we need we need you guys a sense of humor. We need you guys to come on and uh, make it funny and mm-hmm. say the kind of stuff that you guys say. And then like all television shows, once we did that, they said, hey, stop with all the commentary. <laughs> just just present it straightly. And I was like, hey, we, didn't, we weren't brought in for this. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, and, and I trust your memory on this way more than mine, Kevin, but we uh, they had sponsors they couldn't offend, and yes. more importantly, they were trying to establish relationships with stars, so we couldn't make a joke about Arnold Schwarzenegger, say, back then, because they might want to try to do something with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? So, so the every, stuff every we joke do on we the... made, they would pull out. Right. <laughs> so the stuff we could do on the radio, they wouldn't let us do on TV. Well, they didn't pull out the jackets, and those are right. Jokes. <laughs> no, that was their idea. <laughs> and, by the way, this is my best memory, is... They gave they gave us two plastic bags, and in the plastic bags were makeup. Like do it yourself. Yes. Wow. Oh wow. Then Bean and I would go and to the dressing room, and we would put on our own makeup, of course, which we've never done. Right. No idea how to do. I it. I don't know how much or how little for TV. You know, they sort of have the way they do it. They told us to do it ourselves, and I, and I just remember day after day walking out, and Bean would go, "You know, I got a huge <laughs> blotch of makeup right there. You should go back and just take a look." Yeah. And I would go back and take a look. It was just it was a nonstop. We looked like clowns every day. Yeah. It's, Eric, why, why did you tape this? Why were you taping E in 1991? Because uh, as a super geeky kid who grew into a super geeky adult, pre-internet, pre-YouTube, that was the only way I was going to see movie trailers, behind-the-scenes footage from movies. Oh. It, it, that whole tape, it's uh, Entertainment Tonight, episodes of the big picture from MTV and E!, because it's like, I want to learn everything about Summer 91, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and The Rocketeer are coming out. And I need to get all the info on those movies. And where else am I going to get them except for these entertainment shows? Also, you guys, you can see the video at Kevin and Bean on uh, Instagram or Twitter. But the, if you do, I do suggest maybe looking away at some point. Because it has a real vibe of The Ring. 
Like, if you watch it, you're going to die in seven days. It's, like, kind of fuzzy and it's sketchy. It's just creepy. We're going to play the audio. We're going to play the audio, which is only, like, 20 seconds or something like that. But, Eric, you are such a pop culture savant. What? I don't even remember the movie that we're talking about. Apparently, Phoebe Cates was in called Drop Dead Fred. What was it? Drop Dead Fred was a movie where it was basically the idea of her imaginary friend from childhood returns to her as an adult and comic hijinks ensue. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hear the tape. The audio is not fantastic, but you hear a little bit of Kevin talking about Phoebe Cates, and I pick it up to introduce the clip. And again, not good. Her purse and her job all in one day, and that's not enough for her. Yeah, but she's got her (laughs) health. By the way, not good does not do this justice. It's horrible. You can barely understand what we're saying. All right, here we go. Her purse and her job all in one day, and that's not enough for her. Yeah, but she's got her health. However, things don't really get bad until she runs into her old imaginary childhood friend, Drop Dead Fred. Now, you might remember Kate's from her roles in the Gremlins movie and in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Before that, she was a model for Seventeen magazine. Here's a look now at Phoebe Cates in Drop Dead Fred. I mean, come on. That was it. Where's the applause? How, how long did this job last? I mean, I remember like... A month or two? Like, really? <laughs> That's it? Really? I, That's what I remember, yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I just remember I remember the clothing because they mm-hmm. gave it to us every day. And by the way, every single day was another one of this type of jacket, mm-hmm. but different. So they're not exactly the same every day, but every day it was blinding and they had shoulder pads. I know that that was true. <laughs> I remember doing our own makeup, which is terrible. And, um, and I remember that it was a very short gig. I went on YouTube yesterday trying to see if there was any more Kevin and Bean on E! Entertainment Television. I could not find any more video of us. Oh, if, that's that's the government. They it, took it all down. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. the right move. If, yeah. if anybody out there has any links or any tapes <laughs> to more of us on E!, I think we would enjoy seeing it. Love it. And as bad as we were, we still went on and did that Adventures of Mark and Brian show in prime time on well, NBC. That wasn't you guys. That was not that our was show. Not you guys. Oh, that was another morning show yeah. called Mark and Brian. Literally, like I said, I don't have a lot of okay. a lot of memory. <laughs> Eric, thank you for un uh, for uh, uncovering this, yeah. and, and, and thank you for uh, for sharing it. It's it's uh, it's my own personal shame, and I'll probably think about it on my deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love no, it in every way. No problem. I was so hoping to find more on that tape, and there wasn't. But you, if I find any more Kevin and Bean footage, you please know I'm going to be posting it. You're yes. the best, Eric. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. If you uh, watch the news much, there's not a lot to cheer about. No, it's impressive. That, that, that is covered. That is broadcast. There's a lot of wonderful things going on in the world. Not a lot of it makes the TV or the radio, especially if you're a uh, Cowboys fan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but there is some good news. In fact, I'm going to say there's some wonderful people out there creating great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. I'm going to start today with uh, eight-year-old Perrin Miller from Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, What's his first name? Perrin. Perrin. P-R-R-Y-N. That's unusual. Is your guess, Perrin? Okay. Uh, he was visiting relatives in Utah for the holidays. He started out getting headaches, and then they got worse and worse, and his parents took him to the ER. They did a scan that revealed he had a brain tumor. He had surgery, hmm. and now he's doing pretty well in recovery. So all of this happened 
far, far away from home. North Carolina visiting family in Utah. So in Utah is where they discovered the scam, where they did the surgery and everything else. So he's recovering, and I'm going to let the uh, news audio take it from here. Now, Perrin's had some smiles as well. The West Valley, Utah Police Department named him officer for the day. He got to meet his favorite soccer player, Justin Glad. But nothing was quite right until Frank showed up. Frank is the Miller family's eight-month-old German shepherd. I felt really excited to see Frank. I just really like Frank, and he's a good dog. Frank had been left behind in North Carolina until the story hit social media. Next thing you know, a former trucker named Bob Reynolds, who didn't even know the Millers, was picking Frank up. Come on! He didn't even know the family. And he picked up the dog. And, and he kidnapped their dog. No, he didn't kidnap it. No, he, uh, <laughs> he actually, stole a sick kid with cancer's dog. He actually <laughs> took the dog back to the kid, Bean. It's, That's it's, his story. Because this is great news. So just give me All a second. Right. Yeah. Okay. Was picking Frank up and driving 2,300 miles to deliver him. I never questioned why I was doing it or anything like that. I just knew it was something that needed to be done, and I wanted to do it. Which leads us Frank. to the awesome Frank. part. A boy got his dog back. One time when we were just like laying down and snuggling, a tear went down. He cried and I felt loved. <laughs> oh my God. Even more awesome, how's Frank getting home? Bob Reynolds has volunteered to make the trip all over again. All right, now he's starting to creep me out. <laughs> he's obsessed with this dog. 52 hours one way. I'll do it again. <laughs> um, do we believe that, that the Frank the dog cried? The kid, I, I, I don't know. The kid believes it. Uh-huh. Perrin believes it. It's like when it, people see the Virgin Mary statue crying. Right, it's like, ah, right. I'll give it to him. Look, I'm not trying to poop all over your yes, story. Yes, you are, first but of I'm, all. I'm also asking how the newscaster missed two opportunities to refer to the story as possum. That's what, that's what really upset me. <laughs> that would have made it not great news. But this is my great news. I got one I think y'all will like, too. This is a 90... Six-year-old World War II veteran and Purple Heart Medal recipient. His name is Dwayne Sherman. You know how much I love the olds, Kevin. Sure. His uh, daughter knew that his birthday was coming up. He was turning 96 on December 30th. So she wanted something special for him. So she went on Facebook and she said, Hey, my dad's a World War II vet. His birthday's coming up. His wife passed away a few years ago. He's feeling a little bit lonely. Let's try to cheer him up. Would you mind sending him some cards? And whenever that happens, it goes viral. He received over... 50,000 cards and letters at his home in Fullerton, California. Notes from elementary school students, from prison inmates. The uh, Secretary of the Navy sent one. The Pittsburgh Steelers sent one. Every single day, dozens and dozens and dozens of cards and letters arrive for this old man, which I think is wonderful. Buried deep within the story is that her father is legally blind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I I don't I know is not the point of the story. But Sue Sue He also I guess wants a car? I mean <laughs> So she has been reading the cards and letters out loud to her dad. Uh, there has been just more than that, by the way. The commander of a guided missile cruiser station in San Diego sent a letter and then visited with several officers to take the man to lunch. A group of officers from the U.S. Navy Sonar School in San Diego also paid a visit, and they sat around and listened intently as he told his World War II stories. He's been getting gifts. He's been getting cards. He's been getting letters. He says he's only read or only has had read to him about 1,700 of the letters so far, so they have a long, long way to go. The daughter, Sue, says she will enlist the help of several friends for the rest. 
and wants to respond to most of the letters. 50,000 cards and letters, by the way. From people that didn't know him. People who didn't know him and thought he could see. And that's my (laughs) great news. He also wants uh, Lakers floor seats. (laughs) I think it might be the daughter picking the things. Uh, My story is shocking at first, but it all plays out well because, as you know, these have happy endings. On-duty bus driver for the Milwaukee County Transit System, Irina Evick spotted a young boy less than a year old wearing only a red onesie and no shoes running down a busy sidewalk at 8 a.m. Is that Milwaukee? Yeah. Do you know how young that is? Like, less than a year old, you see just a baby running. Like, I guess it's almost crawling, you'd assume. But, like, imagine, it's like Baby's Day Out, that terrible movie (laughs) that only I remember to reference. (laughs) But, like, I I can't imagine what that's like. Surveillance video for the bus shows uh, the boy running over a freeway overpass, and Evic was immediately ready to act. The temperature was below freezing as well, and she knew she had to stop her bus immediately. She jumped out, scooped up the boy, and carried him to the bus. Surveillance uh, camera footage from the bus showed. And another pack... Uh, passenger ran up, brought her jacket to the front in order to help the boy warm up. It's unclear how long he had been alone outside. While uh, while Evic waited for authorities to respond to the missing child, he fell asleep in her arms, and the video shows her lightly kissing him on the head, Aww, letting him know. So I bet sweet. Frank shed a tear when he heard about that. Oh, or Virgin Mary, either one of those two. <laughs> uh, firefighters and police soon arrived on the scene. Police said the boy's mother left him outside, which is like, Bleh. what yeah, is it? Look, Jonathan, that's, that's crazy. I, yeah. I know you haven't had your boy yet, mm-hmm. but to me, this seems like bad parenting. I would say this this ranks up. Okay. Yeah, this isn't this isn't. We good all agree parenting. then, right? Yeah, yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, so much so that the officers later reunited the toddler with his father. <laughs> different person, completely different person. Uh, Evic said she was grateful she could keep the boy safe, and thanks to her quick thinking and warm heart, uh, he was kept out of harm's way and could survive because that baby wasn't going to live that long outside. No kidding. Wow. And that's why. It's great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, let's let's all try to be civil here. This is going to be tough. This is going to be a this is going to be a, bigger than a Coke Pepsi argument here because <laughs> Kevin is so on the wrong side of history right yeah. now. Why does this woman want to throw away my stuff? No, 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 no. This she is, wants to she improve wants to help your you. life. She's mm. trying to help you. Is She's she? trying to tidy you up. Is yes. She? Yeah. This woman's a savior. But is she? She's a saint is what she is. But because she is, is she doing a saint? The, yes, because she is willing to help you do the work that you won't do yourself. Oh, help me. I see. Yeah. Yes. By throwing away my stuff. She is Marie Kondo. She is the author of the best-selling book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And she has become a sensation on Netflix with her TV show that Jensen and I have both watched and love. And by the way, has already changed my life. Absolutely. What's Uh, your problem with her? Let me just back up. Was she the reason that you said thank you to your Christmas tree when you put it out on the street? Absolutely. Yes, because she (laughs) preaches mindfulness and being aware of the impact that your things have on your life and only keeping the things that spark joy. And when you get rid of something, Mm. you thank it. You thank it for its service. And why not? You have to because that's the way you give it the positivity it deserves. Right. Because it... (laughs) And you have to start every one of these cleanings two ways. One, get down on your knees, pray to the house, Uh thank it. And okay. tell it th- basically you're giving it the uh, the thanks it deserves for housing your family. I'm sorry for all of you that have to leave. That's that's how you start to. <laughs> and then you have to take all of your clothing, everything in your closets, from shirts, pants, everything, dresses, everything goes on your bed in a pile. Wow, I have that. 
That's the way I live. All right, so here's the story from the Today Show. And then we're going to take your phone calls at 1-800-520-1067. If you've seen this woman and she has changed your life, as Jensen and Bean both claim that she has. Or if Mm -hmm. it hasn't changed your life and you're a skeptic. And in history books, people look back at you and call you another Hitler. (laughs) That is not an exaggeration. Uh, Here's the Today Show story. Have you ever heard the phrase, does it spark your joy? Odds are, if you haven't, you will soon. I had a first-hand look at Marie Kondo's guiding principle that putting your house in order is the magic that makes a happy life. (laughs) I'm so excited because I love Mess. She loves messes. <laughs> there, look, there are some people. I've who got a really, mess. What? There, there are some people who really enjoy tidying up. Mm-hmm. They like they they like going into a situation that is a mess and leaving it looking great. Meet Marie Kondo, the world-renowned guru of getting organized. It's a never-ending battle to fight the clutter. Her widely popular Netflix show follows the fixer as she helps families declutter their homes. She recently took to Instagram to convey the meaning behind her work, saying, I hope the series sparks joy and inspires a tidy start to the new year. Kondo has a simple strategy, and she's trademarked it. She's trademarked cleaning up. Yeah, because she's a businesswoman. (laughs) She's she calls it the Marie method. If things in your closet and your life don't make you happy, clean out the clutter and let them go. Let me give you an example, Kevin. Yeah. One of the episodes is a shot right here in Los Angeles. Frank and Matt, they are a couple who are both writers. And when they went through the method, they realized that they had 26 coffee cups in their in their kitchen cupboard. Now, that's the type of thing that they didn't think about. It was just their stuff that they had. Marie Kondo forces them to pick up each one of those and goes, does this spark joy? And if it doesn't, beat it, kid. Does she have a whip? Does she have a no, gun? She, she put a gun it. to their head no, and say, throw me. these away. No, you voluntarily do it. You don't mm, have to get rid of anything. Voluntarily in quotes, but, right? But if you don't get rid of anything, your house is going to look as crappy as you did before she showed up. Yeah. Mm, I don't trust her. Here's some more. I actually feel kind of uncomfortable right now, like I'm getting hot. <laughs> I really do. It's deceivingly simple. She helps families on her show gather all their personal belongings, one category at a time, and remove any that do not bring joy. That means get rid of clothing, books, paper documents, and kimono, which means miscellaneous in Japanese. So everything in your house must go. Uh, everything should be sifted through. That's all she's saying is nothing is off limits because we all have too much stuff. Yeah. God, if I had it to do all over again, I 100% would get in the storage business. There's there's no more booming business in America than people who have so much stuff that they have to pay someone else to store it for them every month. And also, by the way, Bean and I aren't alone because every thrift shop, Goodwill in general, all of these places have announced that they've been seeing the largest amount of donations for any January. It's It's picking up steam and people and are and based on this show on yes, netflix yes wow that's amazing and that even is amazing. netflix doesn't give out numbers uh if you look at her instagram follower count just since the last two weeks it went from seven hundred thousand to 1.2 million like this is a big show. wow yeah it's a thing yeah by the way i think it's also worth mentioning that kevin hasn't watched a second of it <laughs> <laughs> he's very much against it but it's not like you've watched it right that's how i do it Let's That's talk my to, magical uh, ability. Let's talk to Jen in Mission Viejo. She is a professional organizer. So let's see if she supports what Marie Kondo is doing or if she's going to throw some shade on a competitor. Hey, what's going on, Jen? Hey, guys. Hi. Um, yes, I'm a professional organizer. I have a company called Tidy Up OC down here in Orange County. And I am I kind of fall on both sides of this because she has changed so many lives. But 
a lot of her things are a lot more ja- uh, Japanese se- centric. Right. So could that be because she's it Japanese? <laughs> It applies a lot more to um, people with smaller homes. In Orange County, we have houses that I work in up to like 5,000 square feet sometimes. Right. And it's just not realistic to take every single piece of clothing and throw it on somebody's bed because it's going to take an entire day to do. Sounds like you're a hater. (laughs) No, I'm not a hater. Absolutely not. Because the folding is awesome. The folding is amazing. Right. Hold on. on. What's the folding that's awesome? Wait, you haven't seen the shirt folding? I haven't. This is Kevin. I haven't. Yes, describe, it, describe it for well, Kevin, Kevin and our listeners who haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Even my 12-year-old son folds like condo. Actually, what? I have a modified version, but it's still awesome. Explain it, the one that they show on well, the show. because when you fold it and in her way, or the modified version that's a little bit shorter in my my Just tell us shorter. what she says <laughs> about folding. She folds vertically is she, what she does. You are it. not an organizer of small work. You basically have envelopes <laughs> of envelopes. shirts. So you can see every single shirt when you open your drawer. Yeah, they're all stacked vertically. And you do that with your ties and you do that with your electronics and you do that with everything. And it, it's unbelievable how much less space it uses yeah. than the way we've it been doing absolutely it. Absolutely. And by the way, before and you don't we... Have to everything. Before we hang up on you, Jen, I think I really do yeah. think, and I understand what you're saying about you're dealing with bigger houses in Orange County because, you know, humble brag. But I think the whole point, <laughs> but the whole point oh, of it's so many clothes, that's why the exercise is effective, is because you're taking that and you're showing I have a mountain of clothes and most of your clients would look at that and go, I don't wear 50% of those. I should give those away. You can still get the same effect by just staring into your closet. Believe okay. me. People know how much crap they have. All right, I'm they not sure. really do. I'm not positive which side Jen's on. <laughs> Jen's, com- Jen's competition. Jen is competition, and she does not spark joy for me. <laughs> Jen, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. 1-800-520-1067. We're looking for people who have strong feelings on tidying up with Marie Kondo. Yeah, that's a sentence I just said. Well, give us a call or text us, and we'll talk to you next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Cynthia from the LBC. Good morning, Cynthia. Hey, good morning, guys. We are talking about tidying Uh, up with Marie Kondo. It is sparking a lot of very strong feelings on both sides. What do you think? You've watched the show. um, It it sparks joy for my husband and I big time. Um, Immediately after binging it, I, I brushed my teeth. I was ready to go to bed, but before doing that... I had to empty out all the drawers and then kind of declutter. What a nightmare. You just wanted to go to bed. (laughs) It felt so good. I don't know. I had this inkling right away. And then the next night, we decided to fix some drinks for for dinner. And when I accidentally chipped the glass, I had to thank it before... Uh, throwing it away. That's a girl. You thanked the glass before throwing it away. She's right. For its service. Thank you for letting me drink out of it. You're an insane person. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Thank you for letting me drink out of you, she said. (laughs) She has to be polite. (laughs) This is is part of the the service. Ridiculous. This is tidying up. Thank you. you. Cynthia, are you you on a merry-go-round right now? I have to ask. I'm sorry. (laughs) The rain out here is... Oh, okay. All right. Everybody run. All right. We're going to let you get to it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. The final category consists of sentimental items. Not always easy. You know, dump it. I want to be thoughtful about it. Thank you, glass that I used to drink out of for letting me drink out of you.
Kevin, in every episode, somebody cries when they have to give something give something up. Because they don't want to. to. Because they don't want to, but they, you don't have room for everything oh. in your whole life forever. <sighs> Look, my nightmare is that she's going to show up and she's going to be in my home before I get home. And she's just going to have thrown everything out. No, she lets you do the oh, work. Oh, sure she does. Yeah, that's what she if, says. If we're talking about Marie Kondo and the tidying up show on Netflix, if you didn't get rid of stuff, Kevin, you would always have to keep moving to bigger and bigger houses or get more and more storage because you just don't have room for I'm stuff. I'm very close to being a hoarder. Well, yeah, there's another show for that. <laughs> right. Uh, before we get right back to your calls at one 800 Deborah writes in... Uh, I've done my drawers, my closets, my dishes, my pots, my pans. Everything's so organized. My friends have asked me to organize their homes the same, thanks to this show. Matt from the 562, that lady is either a robot or a serial killer. (laughs) And that show has already started two fights with my fiancé. And from the 951, and this is sad, there may be a deeper issue here. So if nothing sparks joy to my life, to uh, to life, does that mean that I have to throw myself away? Is what he said. Oh, Oh, wow. Follow that up from a Radiohead song. That's heavy. (laughs) All right, let's go to Dakota. Like that's a name in Northridge. He's on line four. Let's what he's got to see what he has to say about tidying up. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi. All right, so I got three points on this. First point: I can't stand the word tidying, so I'm already not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds reasonable. Okay. Wow, you're crazy from the get go. Uh, Second, I don't need somebody to tell me what to do and what to get rid of because I already throw all my stuff on a bed and pick it out and see what I don't need. And I, it's an inanimate object. I'm not going to thank it. You need to thank and, it for letting you wear it. That's what she says. I, I, I refuse. Okay, I, good. It, it, it's not going to talk back to me. <laughs> okay. And, okay. All right. Number three. Th- number three. I subscribe to the MacGyver method. She's got the condo method. I've got the MacGyver method. Okay. At some point, that item of clothing or that item is going to come into play at some point. May not be tomorrow. May not be next year or next week. But that item's going to serve a purpose. My uh-huh. girlfriend doesn't think so. But <laughs> Sounds like she doesn't spark you. Yeah, that shirt that you've had for five years in there, yeah, you may not have worn it since the first day you got it. But at some point... You, you may need that shirt, and you're going to look through the closet for that. My I man. Cannot, I cannot tell you My how many man. people on this show save <laughs> a, an electrical cord because they don't know what it goes to, but they're going to go, you know what? Somewhere down the road, I'm going to pull out an appliance, and I'm not going to be able to find the cord. And oh, yeah. It'll be right here. Yeah. And that's why we all have these junk drawers yeah. full of electronics. Everyone's got a bag of cords. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Thank you for the call. It's hard to find people who don't love Marie Kondo like we do. Uh, let's try Tatiana, line one. She's calling from Pasadena. I'm not sure if this is her or somebody else who's down on uh, Marie. Hey, Tatiana. Hey, Kevin and Bean. Um, no, I love Marie Kondo. Absolutely love her, which as a school librarian of almost 20 years, I have librarian friends, bookseller friends. I could not believe how Twitter blew up and was so against her when she was recommending in that particular West Hollywood episode about going through your books and thinning them out. And take it from someone who is a neat freak, but a book hoarder, um, it affects your family, your partner. And my room was filled with books. The den was filled with books. And it was crazy. And I took all the books off the shelf. And I decided, what do I want to keep? And what do I want to give to the kids? You know, my kids, I mean, my students. And my students were the recipients of all these wonderful books that I was not going to read again. And my house was better for it. My family was better for it. 
So, you know, people just need to calm down. Yeah, it's it not like they're asking you to burn the books. You give, right. You're giving them to no, kids. You're, yeah. you're passing no. them on. You're passing them on. Right, but That's like it, in five months when you go on vacation and you need that That's book to funny. read. No, she doesn't <laughs> need to read. You're going to be so bored. She doesn't need to read The Great Gatsby for the sixth <laughs> time. That's I will fine. tell you that I, I think about as I'm starting to implement the tidying up rules in my own life, I think about what that's a, that's tough to get rid of a book that you love. But like Jensen points out, you're not likely to like, do I need to read Girl on the Train again? No, no. it was fun at the time, but All now right. it's time to move, you know, but give it to Gatsby, somebody yeah, else's yeah. shot. All right, Tatiana, let me ask you a question. Did you thank yeah. each book for letting you read it? Actually, yeah, because they were Actually, they yeah, brought I mean, me no. joy, they brought my students joy. But I was done with it, and I'm thinking, who else can benefit from it? And so there many kids yep. need to read and get books. So, you know, it was a great thing. Win-win. Same I for kn- the closet situation. It's, it's fabulous, and you pull everything out because you realize there's so much crap you don't need, you don't use. And, hey, if you're going to lose weight, treat yourself to something new in a couple of years. There Have you, you guys don't ever heard a librarian talk more? She's killing it. <laughs> and well, she's got to get it all out now. She has to get it out. She's I got mean, work in a couple minutes. Let's just end this call with... <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Hey, guys. Wow, it is pouring, and I am driving home. Mm-hmm. Good thing I'm using your advice and going as fast as I possibly can right now. Uh-huh. Trying to get out of this rain. Being like crazy, but that's what I'm supposed to do, right? <laughs> wow. You're <laughs> out of nowhere. Use your eyes, asshole. <laughs> I mean, Kevin, that has been your policy for years, right? Well, you, it's, it makes sense to me because you, you're on the road for less time. No, that's, mm-hmm. that doesn't if make you sense. Speed, no, no, if you speed, no, no. if you go full, if you speed, what? No, that's not, that doesn't sound Are safe. you on the road for a shorter amount of time? Yes, but. It, okay, uh, so that's what I'm saying. So the faster, the better. Look, that checks out here, right? Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God, it's raining! We'll talk uh, the NFL weekend that was great for Rams fans, not so good for Chargers fans, but the voice of the Chargers, Matt Money-Smith, will join us on the way. Plus, there's a big WWE event tonight that mm. Jensen wants to insist that we watch. we yeah. got that coming up as well. First, though, in for Allie, it's time for great news. Uh, <clears throat> it's time for What's Happening. <laughs> well, we can fix but, that in post, right? Listen, when I do it, <laughs> it's great. Uh, guys, I don't know if you know what Paley Fest LA is, but I love this event. I've actually helped them before in the past. You have? Art. Yes. They do great things. And what they do here in L.A. is they get your favorite television shows to have all of their cast members, all of their producers and writers all up on one stage to talk out things. They get interviewed and then they take audience questions, which are both great and usually bad. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So all of those things are happening again March 15th through the 24th at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. Some of the shows involved, Bean's favorite, Marvelous Mrs. Mizell, Grace and Frankie, RuPaul's Drag Race, Parks and Rec will have a 10th anniversary reunion. Cool. That sounds awesome the walking dead fx pose and also all access is having star trek discovery and the twilight zone from jordan peele wow so that'll be probably your first look at that show and then the festival will close at this is us so it's pretty amazing uh tickets go on sale for the paley center individual members on january 17th and then general public on the 18th but if you are listening to K-Rock right now, I am giving away a pair of tickets to the Paley Fest 2019 panel with the cast and crew of Pose at the Dolby Theater on March 23rd. So one winner. Call now. One well, well, hold, hold, I'm sorry, not, not ready. Yet, not yet. One winner, if you call now. Call now. 1-800-520-1067. <laughs> call I love you. Well, all right. Caller 11. 
Call in now. You'll get a free uh, two ticket passes to see Pose, the cast and crew. Call By now. Way, all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you don't know, that's a Ryan Murphy show. Yes. Who's the genius of, of all television. Yeah. And uh, Kate Mara's on that show. James Vanderbeek's on that show. Great cast. Great show. You'll have a fun, fun time at Paley Fest. Yeah. Call oh. now. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now is the right time. Is that covered? Okay. Yes. Uh, Kevin, you are a big Kings guy. Yes. Right. How special was this weekend's uh, collaboration <laughs> between the L.A. Kings and Snoop Dogg? Well, first Snoop Dogg uh, did some warm-up on the ones and twos. He was DJing for a little bit. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, about a half hour before the uh, game started. Yep. And then he dropped the puck. Yes, for and, the opening face-off. And I really, I fought because I hate puns, and it's just too easy because I took a picture of it. I was going to say... Drop, drop it like it's hot. But I didn't because it's so dumb. Yeah. And then he went up into the play-by-play booth, which I have done, and it is so much fun. It's a uh, hockey night in L.A., and this is Snoop doing some play-by-play. Here we go. Give me that. Here we go. Be turning around. Push it, push it. Run the weave. Run the weave. Come on now. Yeah. Hands up. Oh, oh watch out. Oh, he's stolen on him. He's five on cuz. Hold on now. Oh, get it cracking then. Let's go. Snoop Dogg in the house. Let me see some. Yeah, yeah go get him, Dion. Get him, Dion. Move, Dion. Get out the way. Hey, was that Doty? Oh, yeah. Doty, Doty, Doty. That's my dog. Find it. You got the... Oh, come on, nephew. Good stuff. Good looking at it. I see y'all sports in tonight. You right. got it, man. Bless y'all. You Thank it, you. Snoop Dogg in the house. I mean, come he's incredible. At everything. He's incredible. At everything. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, let's just have him narrate every show on television. Agreed. You see, you see the animal stuff that he does on Kimmel, yeah. and it's always great. He, <laughs> That's so fun. He's a genius. Uh, I didn't know he was a hockey fan. Yeah, he's been a fan forever. He actually, uh, the NHL had him be DJ for the player intros of the 2017 All-Star Game. So he's kind of in with hockey. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's great. He's, he knew all those players. He knew that he was saying Dowdy's name wrong, but yeah. he just found it funny. He's he's fantastic. I will watch more hockey. Uh, guys, some birthdays. Carl Weathers, Dave Grohl, K-Rock artist, Jason Bateman, LL Cool J, and Slick Rick. And that is what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Jensen will not stop talking about the WWE. Yeah, it's a great time for wrestling. Is it? Yes. It's, it's, it's a renaissance. <laughs> I thought we said when we hired you, no WWE talk. Uh, this segment is called It's Still Real to Me, damn it. It's a WWE and I love it. Oh, yeah. Because it's still real to me, damn it. Kevin and Bean don't know squat about it. It's time to take them to school and be about it. The problem is that we don't know enough about it to enjoy it. Yeah, you. I mean, I just, I all I do is I just explain it to you because it's very simple. More than two point five million viewers per week have been watching it for twenty five years. Monday Night Raw, Tonight Show. So, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. So I, it's just going to be very easy for me to explain to you. Okay. Storylines that are unfolding, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best. At the end of it, I swear to God, you're gonna be like, I'm in. So we're gonna watch that tonight. You're yes. saying, okay, okay. Good luck with that. Here we go. So there has been nothing better in the last few years than women's wrestling. Okay, yeah, I, go on. Because, 
<laughs> I'm telling you, in the past, right, it was it's a small sector of sports entertainment the, the past few years that have focused on swimsuit models and people they cast off of, like, MySpace uh, to come out and have 30-second matches to appeal to male viewers as attractive managers or valets in, like, bikinis. It's a throwaway thing for comedic purposes. Did you say 30-second matches? Yeah, that was happening a lot. <laughs> they, they were just throwing away female wrestlers <laughs> and in a terrible way, and now it's become the most buzzworthy portion of these shows because they've thrown away the term diva, which is what they used to call okay. women, and now they describe them as just wrestlers or superstars, just female competitors. Okay. And now they're actually wrestling. They're very, very good. Okay. And tonight, uh, we're, we're going to focus on one main event from tonight's Raw show, mm -hmm. which is from the female division. It's Nia, Nia Jax and Tamina versus Sasha Banks and champion Ronda Rousey. Okay. Yes, that Ronda Rousey. She's actually very, very good at wrestling, but she's still been having some issues with her abilities on the mic. But And also, they've, <laughs> they've been making her wear makeup, which is weird, like lipstick or like eye things. They're, they're really messing around here. Meaning but the point when, is, when she wrestles, they make her do that? Yes, but stay with me. She's, okay. she's very good at wrestling. Okay. Now, on January 27th is the annual Royal Rumble. It's a highly anticipated event on the WWE Network where stories uh, culminate. And uh, though they're tagging this week, Ronda Rousey will face Sasha Banks, who's Snoop Dogg's cousin, in Phoenix. Wait, yes. Uh, okay, wait. She's Snoop Dogg's cousin. We're moving on. Okay. And they're teaming up. And that's because Nia Jax and her friend Tamina, who's Superfly Jimmy Snuka's daughter, are real bad guys. Okay. Uh, now, keep in mind that Jimmy Snuka may have killed his girlfriend, and the WWE may have helped cover it up, but he passed away before they went to trial. Okay, hold on. I'm lost so already, this, Jensen. No. Is this real or is this fake? Well, the last part so, was real about maybe killing his girlfriend. Okay. And also, she is Jimmy Superfly Snooka's daughter. But the okay. rest of the stuff was just fake. Okay. Okay. Now, Nia Jax is the... <laughs> if you're going to tell us fake stuff, we're never going to well, understand it. Well, it's all it. one thing. Now, okay. Nia Jax is The Rock's cousin. Okay. Okay. And a lot of people think she can't wrestle. Is that true? That's real. Well, what's happening <laughs> with Snoop and The Rock? That, those are also both real. Okay. Uh, which was somewhat validated that she can't wrestle because she punched wrestler Becky Lynch in the face, breaking her nose and giving her a full concussion oh, and man. taking her out of commission for a few weeks. So is that is that real? Because that I was, thought that was real. It was. Yes. Now, are there, everything at WWE? Yeah. Fake. Are there a lot of actual injuries to wrestlers in the matches? Yes. For example, okay. this one: Becky Lynch gets punched in the face. There's blood all over her face. She's screaming at the wrestler who did it, and there's blood pouring out of her mouth. She's. That is it's, I would think that's not what WWE fans are looking for is actual blood. Well, you no. have that wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, there's always real blood, by the way. Okay. None of those are ever fake. Uh, and then keep in mind, too, there's real anger, which they're booing her like, boo, you're a bad wrestler. Right. But then there's also fake anger, which is like, boo, you're a bad person, but we love you. Okay. Okay. And that part's real. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys like wrestling yet? Um, I mean, technically, Hit the no. music. You love it. I mean. <laughs> yeah. You're going to watch it tonight, right? I mean, technically... I, I'm confused still. Okay. I'm, I'm really confused. Well, Becky calls herself the man, which involves some irony because she is a woman, and it's never been better <laughs> to be a woman in the WWE, but she's also the man. You know what I mean? Okay. Sh okay. Sure. Does she call herself the man for real, though? Yeah, that's real. Oh, okay. That's mm -hmm. a real thing. Okay. Do you guys like wrestling yet? I mean, not... Hit yeah, the music! I don't think... We're not, we're not quite there yet. Oh, yet, okay. Yet. All right. I have a um, little bit more. Do you know ahead of time... What? Forgive me if this is a dumb question. I've never yeah. watched a minute of wrestling. Sure. Do you know ahead of time what's going to happen? No. 
It's all a surprise. It's all a surprise. Even though, even though it's scripted, the, the, the audience doesn't Well, we don't get idea. sent the script by email. No, but you're telling us all the stuff that's going to happen tonight. Well, because I'm trying to hype it up. Okay. Okay. All, all right. right. Now, remember, Sasha will face Rhonda in two weeks, but now they have to work together in order to take out these two bad guys. But now also Sasha got her chance to face Rhonda at the Royal Rumble only because last week she beat Nia with the help of her own best friend, Bailey. She's a wrestler who enters, enters every match with inflatable car dealership balloons and loves hugging fans. <laughs> Is that... Are you guys into wrestling? That can't... Are you guys into wrestling no. yet? Hit the music! No, we're not! Yeah! Monday Night Raw tonight. Yeah. Are you guys... No? Nah, I mean... I'm still very confused. Okay, will Bailey play into this week at all, especially with a rumored heel turn for Bailey circulating for almost a year now? Now, a heel turn is when what? When you when turn they, into a bad guy. Oh, turn into a bad guy or a okay. good guy? or just No, bad good guy, bad. heel turn. Okay. okay, and that's because she's getting bad boos, not the good boos. The bad boos are the ones where you're like, boo, you're a bad wrestler. Right. Good boos are like, boo, but you're stone cold and cool and you flip me off. I see, okay. Okay. So the audience is playing along at that point. Yes, and okay. this doesn't even deal with the idea that Nia Jax, who will eventually have to pay from punching Becky Lynch ridiculously in the face, uh-huh. Uh, that has, might happen at WrestleMania. Okay. Now, that will reportedly have its first female main event ever, having Becky Lynch face Ronda Rousey and possibly making it a three-way with Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's real daughter. That's real. Is that real? Yes, that's okay. real. Follow me. And then they <laughs> might add... We're trying our best. <laughs> they might add Nia Jax into that because that would cause for major problems for everyone involved because she's an actually bad wrestler and people like that. You don't have to tell us. <laughs> So, are you guys with me? No, what I'm saying is you don't have to tell us. <laughs> well, I'm asking again, are you watching Raw tonight? I mean... Hit the music! Not yet. Well, Kevin and Bean are wrestling fans. Guys, watch Monday Night Raw I tonight mean, not, because all of that should make sense. I mean, not yet. Okay. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Matt Money Smith, co-host of the Petros Money Radio Show on AM 570 LA Sports and the voice of your Los Angeles Chargers... Until yesterday, here's how the game ended in Foxborough. And this will make it official. Snap knee. The Patriots defeat the Chargers. That magical season for the Bolts has ended. I want you to listen, by the way, as you hear the, the energy, the soul, <laughs> draining out of Matt's body as he tries to get this game across the finish line. And now Brady and Rivers immediately make way toward one another. Embrace and hope they can do it again next season. He's slowing down. As the Chargers fall to the Patriots, 41-28. to 28. Get me on the plane, get me home. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Matt, we were discussing earlier today, does it help at all to hear, wow, it was an entertaining season and you got a core of great players and we're already psyched for next year? Or is it too soon after being eliminated for those words to have any meaning for you and the players? Yeah, I think for, for me and for fans, I think that works. Um, you know, I think for the players, no. They were, they were pretty upset. They they felt like hey, you know they let themselves down. They let everybody down. I mean that was their first really ass kicking of the season. You know mm-hmm. every other game that they had lost. You know they had a chance to go up on the Rams at half time. You know after half on the first possession they were kind of in it at home against the the Chiefs and they avenged that loss. They avenged the Baltimore loss. They avenged the Bronco loss. So that this happened I think was just so out of character from every other game this season that uh, they were. Gosh, it's like the parent thing to say, right? I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I think they were really disappointed in, them, in themselves and for that And you fly effort. back on the plane with the team, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, they were, I think, by the time you get on the plane, because, you know, you go through all the media, uh, you got to load all the equipment up on that plane, so that takes, you know, by the time you actually get to the team plane, it's another 45 minutes to an hour. And I think you just kind of settle in. And it was really a, a close, it was a very close team this year, uh, really tight group and i 
half hour flight home. Well, well I was wondering if you guys were watching the uh, Saints Eagles game on the plane, or are you just not interested in seeing any more football at that point if you're the Chargers? We were. Um, yeah, we were. We actually, as soon as our wheels left the ground, the Saints uh, had just taken their final knee. So it was kind of like they timed it up perfectly where uh got that one in and then wheels in the air knew it would be Saints versus Rams and Chiefs for, you know, the one and two and the one and two. And uh, they really, they don't watch a lot of football because, you know, a lot of times when we're on the East Coast, if we're flying, the afternoon games are on. Right. Um, some of them do, some of them don't. But usually what they're doing, actually, if it, this, this was the first time they didn't have to do that, they've already got um, their iPads in their hands and they're watching game film. Uh, a lot of them are by the time. They're not interested in watching the other games. They want to go back and watch the game while it's fresh and they're usually going through that most of the flight so it's just us idiots in the back of the plane that are screaming and yelling (laughs) about the uh the games that are on i saw real frustration on philip rivers face yesterday i mean he really was not having a good time right no he he thought this and and i think he was right he thought this was a team that could win the super bowl and for someone that you know was in his 15th season and you know over those 15 years has maybe only had four, maybe five rosters that, that he could say that about. Um, I think to see this one slip away was certainly disappointing. Um, and, and, you know, it's look, it, it, is it an excuse? Yeah, it's, it's excuse-making, but it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, they got hosed this year. They had the best record in the AFC, and because you, you can't have two division winners the way they run the playoffs, this team had to go on the road, you know, back-to-back weeks, Baltimore and New England, and play teams that did not have as good of regular seasons as they did, and that sucks. And, and it, you know, look, I'm just some guy that's yelling into a microphone, but I was just, I was exhausted by the time we got back there. And I can only imagine, you know, a bunch of guys that have to go out in 25-degree weather and play a football game, how they're feeling, you know, in six days, traveling to Baltimore, flying back, traveling to Providence, taking an hour-long bus ride, and then, you know, dealing with the rigors of, of travel. Yeah, it's charter and it's nice hotel. But at the same time, you know, I think anybody that flies a lot knows it just sure. zaps you of energy. Yeah, right. so this is uh, think Matt, that, Matt Money Smith on the phone. He is the voice of the Los Angeles Chargers. Do the, does, do the Chargers look at the Rams as just another competitor, or is there some sort of Southern California rivalry where they pay a little extra attention to the other L.A. team? I think it's a little of both. Um, I think, you know, players naturally kind of recognize they're in this fraternity together. So I think they're friends with a lot of them. So individually, I think they want to see success for their friends. You know, a lot of them share agents. Um, so I think it's, it's less about the uniform and more about the individual. But, yeah, I think as organizations, you know, you want to be the first team that brings a Super Bowl to this city. And I don't think they, they wish them ill will. Um, I think it's more of just a competition. It's like, hey, if, if you know, they're playing great, we need to play great. And it'd be great if we were the ones that brought that Lombardi trophy to Los Angeles after just a couple years of being here. So the fact they can't do that, I don't think it prevents them from rooting for them. But but I think it's just more competitive than it would be like schadenfreude now moving forward. Right. You forgot what show you were on, by the way, when you used that word. Um, (laughs) What would you make of the Rams' big win over the Cowboys? I thought it was their most impressive game of the year, um, just because they did exactly what we didn't think they could do, and that's that Sean McVay would would not dip into that magic book of his and dial up all these wacky pass plays instead of leaning on the run. Um, and, man, he just punched the Cowboys in the throat. And it was a two-headed running attack that was so impressive and really works well and travels. Um, and this is a defense that was terrible against the run all season long. I don't mean bad, I mean terrible, like dead last in a number of categories. And, you know, I had mentioned it on, on 
you know, our Sean Petros and money all week. I said, look, this this is the worst matchup they could possibly have. And Dominican Sue's been a fourteen and a half million dollar bust. He was brought in to help stop the run with Aaron Donald getting after the quarterback, and he made the play of the game. I mean, that that fourteen million dollar check was cashed and worth <laughs> it right there on that fourth and one play when he stopped that run and really turned that that game. And that's that's why you pay that guy. You know, he's that good, and he made that play. And and that's I think the difference between them maybe you know, not winning a playoff game and, and heading to New Orleans and maybe going to the Super Bowl. Money, should I should I be offended when I watch a game and Tony Romo's announcing and he's giving advice that in his own career he didn't follow? <laughs> like, I, well, get, I yell at the TV, Tony, you're not, this is bad. This is not yeah, the right <laughs> thing. I think, uh, well, I, I mean, Tony was such a good quarterback, except in the postseason, right? right? So it's right. like regular season, Tony can, can do what he needs to do. But, yes. but playoffs, you kind of think of all the failures. And look, that's I guess it's something that I can now appreciate, Jensen, more being in the middle of it and, mm-hmm. and kind of understanding, hey, Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback and one of the all-time greats. And for whatever reason, like this year's a perfect example, right? He played against the Patriots team that the defense he shares could not stop, and that really had nothing to do with him a yeah. little bit. Granted, the offense shut down, but I think that's you know part of Tony's issue, too. Now, granted, he had multiple gaffes in the postseason that led to some losses, particularly that botched snap that he yeah. had. I don't, did, he, did he call it a holder? For <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> don't run into someone's butt. For, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you uh, hate, uh, you know, I was thinking about him. Joe Buck made a reference on his game this weekend about all the, the blowback he got for mispronouncing uh, Mark Paul Gossler's name. And I was wondering, have you had any Charger radio people sending you hate mail about the way you're handling your business behind the microphone, man? What do you think? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> really? I mean, daily. I could probably go through hourly, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just in my second year. You know, they had a guy by the name of Josh Lewin who's a great broadcaster for a long time, so I get a lot of, you suck, you're not Josh, you're the worst, you know, things like that. Or, or people that, that just, I don't know, maybe I'm too over the top in, on some calls. Or I think one of the first things when I first started doing it, they said, why did we hire a golf announcer? <laughs> I was zapped of that much energy. I remember that one sticking out. But, yeah, I mean, every... Every day I get. I, I guess get, I should uh, have expected hey. that. Yeah, but God, you, if only we knew what that was like here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Matt, you are great at your job. So we good. talk. We don't talk to you very often on the air, but Kevin and I and Jensen talk about it all the time off the air. When we hear you, you are so we're so proud of you, and you're doing such a tremendous job with that Chargers game. Really, I appreciate it. You really, really are. Hey, it's part of the Kevin and being blessing, right? God knows, you guys. Uh, look, this is going to be a little sappy and cheesy, and I know we hate that here, but the great thing about being part of your show. You know, to get your start is you encourage people to spread their wings and you give them opportunities uh, that a lot of other shows wouldn't. They would just say to their their help, hey, you're supporting cash, shut up, do what I say, and put your head down. Uh, and- you're, you're giving us a compliment. We're not good at that. So yeah. let's move on. Uh, Explain exactly. why I'm handcuffed here. So let's move on. Um, <laughs> the Rams and the Saints. How do you see that one going? I, I would lean Rams, as crazy as it sounds. The Saints have been so good at home, but I think it's kind of been a lot like the Chargers, right? The, the Saints were a team that through the first 12 weeks of the season looked like the best team uh, one of the best teams in football and and then the last couple weeks it just kind of got a little shaky on them and I think that's been the case in the playoffs as well you know you saw and granted that's a defending Super Bowl champion Eagles team that really hit their stride but again it just does not seem like that offense is operating as as fluidly as it had been all season and I don't know what's wrong don't know why that is um, so I put a 
this way. I think the Rams have a chance. If, they, if the Saints were still playing the way they were, I would say no. They're, they're just the Rams have had their issues on the road. Jared Goff has been under duress, and he's just a different quarterback at home, which I think holds. But with this new run game, if they can if they can replicate that and do this again and, and have that offensive line play in that manner, I just think they're the better team. All right, um, Patriots and, and, and Chiefs. How do you feel about that one going? If it were Rams and Chiefs, no, no, yeah, well, Patriots and uh, Chiefs oh, first. I think that I think the Chiefs are going to destroy them. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think the the Patriots are just a little bit slow, um, and they were able to hang with the Chargers. But that speed uh, of the Chiefs, particularly just Mahomes' ability to run around and, and extend plays and Tyreek Hill's speed, I, I think that's really going to uh, get the better. Not of the to Patriots. jinx it, then, but then Rams Chiefs. It would be awesome. It yeah. would be. I mean, we saw it, right? Yeah. I think it's what everybody wants, isn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah. get that get that Monday night football in Atlanta replayed, and uh, boy, would that be a lot of fun. So maybe it's just my Lavar Ball, my inner Lavar Ball, speaking it into existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's probably what most people are uh, are cheering for. Well, it's very exciting next week to have the, f- the first and second seed playing for the uh, the championship. Uh, you know, to get to the Super Bowl in in both divisions. And uh, I'm sorry for your Chargers, but I'm sure you had a wonderful time, and uh, and I'm sure you're already psyched for next year. Although it'll be nice to not travel so much every weekend, right, Matt? I am uh, still laying in bed, so it's been nice. <laughs> it's, I'm already somewhat. And don't well, you know what? I shouldn't say that. No, I want to be in Kansas City this weekend. Damn it! All right, man. Thanks for jumping on. We know you had a you know long and late flight back, but we really appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. You got it. Thanks, you guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Hey, Jensen, can I bite one minute ahead of your what's happening? Please here? bite away. I've said this uh, in the past before that I'm a person who likes to think that I would get off the couch and work hard to make this country a better place. I'm not that person. I need to be able to just do it from home. Okay. Like when I see the people marching in the streets for, you know, for equal treatment and things like that and anti-racism and all this stuff, I'm like, yeah, I wish I was one of those people. I have so much respect for all these teachers that are standing out today in the pouring rain. It's like it's not bad enough to be on strike, by the way, which you know they hate. Nobody goes into teaching because they don't want to teach kids. Yeah. And here they are standing out there, and it is pouring in a lot of these communities. Well, as we know, a teaching is an extremely lucrative job. Uh, they, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. There are multiple cars and mansions, <laughs> and, I mean, they finally, finally have to go on the line. <laughs> Listen, they're already heroes. Now they have to do it in the rain. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I just know that I would, I'd like to think that I would be walking that picket line if I were a teacher right now, but I feel like I would open the door and go, ah, it's kind you of wet out here, you, you guys. You would, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh Get this uh, settled and give the uh, look. I'm no uh, financial expert. I don't know what those figures are involved, but it sure seems like teachers deserve more money, and it sure seems like they shouldn't be teaching forty or fifty people in a class. No, and give them some nurses. I know, it's so weird to be fighting against. We can't give them more nurses. <laughs> right, kids got to get sick. And I'm sure that there are people who disagree, and there are very good reasons why that shouldn't happen. But I'm not uh, seeing it, and I'm not hearing you. All right, Jensen is here in for Alley with what's happening on a Monday. Hi, everyone. Um, so listen, I don't know if you heard uh, earlier this morning, but we have a superhero getting married. Uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt announced on Instagram that he will be marrying Katherine Schwarzenegger. That's the Interesting. daughter of Arnold. Uh, he announced it on Instagram and basically said, I'm thrilled to be marrying you to his 22 million followers. Proud to live boldly in faith with you. Here we go. And it was a photo of the couple embracing and you saw her shiny ring in the photo because that's what you have to do. 
I did that too. <laughs> you did it, sure. Yeah. I did. The couple started dating last year. They were introduced to each other by, I guess, one of the Schwarzenegger relatives. Not really saying who, but I doubt it's Arnold. Uh, and you know this. Chris Pratt uh, split with his actress, former wife, Anna Ferris in 2017 after eight years of marriage. They have a son named Jack together. And over the last hour or so, she was nice enough to comment on the Instagram post. She wrote, I'm so happy for you both. Congratulations. Wow. Isn't that sweet? They have the That's best great. break. You talk about, hey, we're just we're going to still stay friends. They mm-hmm. meant it, and they've done it. Yeah, they've done it. They've they done vacation it together with their kids, the whole deal. Yeah, uh, other people who chimed in on Instagram, Maria Shriver, she's a Schwarzenegger, Josh Gad, Rob Lowe, Chelsea Handler, Rosario Dawson, Gwyneth Paltrow, probably Gwyneth Paltrow's publicist, though. <laughs> and then also Tom Holland, he commented, and he said... Congrats, B.O., but I assume it's a typo. <laughs> supposed to say bro. Uh, everybody loves Chris Pratt. Everybody. That's the show I title. I so, yeah. Yeah, everybody loves Chris Nicest Pratt. Nicest guy in the world. Uh, you guys big Harry Styles fans? I am. So I'm not saying I that am too. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I was very surprised by his album when he came when he left that band. And yeah. Very surprised. Great yeah. solo album. And he's yeah. great in Dunkirk. Yeah. He's very good. Yes, yes. Uh, well, prepare to love him maybe even more because a video has surfaced over the weekend of him singing the chorus to Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit, and people are saying it's pretty good. It's from a Tokyo bar called Giga Bar. Let's listen to it. That's the audio on their part, not ours. Yeah, It's not good, and it's only 13 seconds, but people who were there loved it. And I guess to, listen to this kind of bar in, in, in the East. Ready? Yeah. Okay. The bar, you just are in a diner, right? Uh, okay. And then apparently there's just instruments up on the stage, and at any point, anyone can go up there and play. So... You, no one's doing it for at any point in time, no. and then somebody just goes, "I'm going to go sing." Yeah, I mean, which sounds like a nightmare if someone has an acoustic guitar, because then you're at some terrible camping sure. trip. Yeah. Right. Then but, you're listening to a Dave Matthews song. Oh yeah, it, please, I don't want to hear Satellite 15 times in a row. <laughs> but I guess you know it's like a cool, and they have props. He's wearing 2019 glasses in the huh. video. Anyway, God. I'm and I'm sure it was fun in person because it's Harry Styles <laughs> yeah. and it was an exuberant performance and everything like that. I don't think the audio probably does it justice. No. Dying on Linus Rebelstone, boy. Oh, I, th- I thought that was a joke you were making about his voice. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Down! Oh, you stop it! Uh, <laughs> you guys, I, I'm, I'm going gonna... to go deal with Linus. I'll be okay. Right back. Go, go, go. You're not going to miss this story. Uh, Game of Thrones has set an official date for the beginning of the end. That's right. Game of Thrones is entering its final season on April 14th. It was just announced on HBO. They have six episodes left. I thought that's what I heard was only six episodes. That's right. And, and it's been... A year and a half to two years since it aired. Well, to answer that question, yeah. they're saying that some of the episodes are going to be longer than an hour. Okay. Yep, so that means they've been working on it longer. They made this announcement during the third season premiere of the crime drama True Detective, uh, which I did not get to watch yet, but I'm excited to. Mm-hmm. And those who watched the seventh season finale set a ratings record, attracting 16.5 million viewers on HBO and same-day streaming. So this is a very big deal in the television yeah, industry. It is. And if you're good at math, that means that the finale of the season, uh, of basically the entire series, will air May 19th. So that's something you might want to put in your calendar now if you're a fan. You guys gonna do that or no? Oh, you just, just I can't. Is the dog muscled? Stop listening to the dog. I took him downstairs, but he, I think it's, it's lunchtime. Did, did you put him in a dungeon? No, I just, he's downstairs. I'm really sorry about this, guys. I try, I do the best I can. No, you're like, doing. You're great. You're great. Dad is out of town, and he's used to. He's usually eaten by now, so he's right. throwing a big tantrum like they do. Well, it's fine. 
I, I mean, I'm not bothered by it. You, you, you got to feed him every single day, right? Blah, 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 blah. How blah. annoying is that? Listen, it's not the them. worst thing we've done on this broadcast today. <laughs> that is very true, Jeff. It's not the least professional. <laughs> Guys, happy birthday to Carl Weathers. You love him as Apollo Creed and in Happy Gilmore. Slick Rick the rapper. Dave Grohl, who was in Nirvana, that Harry Styles just maybe murdered. I don't know. Uh, Jason Bateman, LL Cool J, and Kevin Durand, the actor, not the basketball player, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Jensen. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. You ghosted a job or a relationship. Uh, Bean makes us guess. By the, the way, I just I have to say this because yeah. it's crazy to me how frequently I see stories now of people, because of the good economy, because it's you, it's easy to find a job now, People just don't show up for work. They don't forget giving two weeks notice. They don't even tell anybody at work that they're done. They yeah, that's weird. That's a new thing. It is a new thing. <laughs> Usually you kind of like hang on to that because you care about the reference. But apparently we're in a whole new ghosting territory. And our uh, friend Petros Papadakis talks Clippers and Lakers. And we've still got your tickets for Coachella. And you qualify to see the 1975 and a bunch more bands at the Reading Festival tomorrow. This is the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.